Hey everyone, welcome to the Hoops Crew. This is Frank with a little brief uh, introduction here. We recorded this podcast on Monday night, and in the time since then, the Bucks have won the championship. Uh, this week we're doing something a little different. This week we are talking uh, about basketball, but um, about a game perhaps even bigger than um, the NBA Finals. I'm, of course, referring to uh, a Space Jam. Um, now, these movies come along, you know, once every 20 years or so, and uh, and, and we get into it. Um, we will be recapping the finals next week, um, so uh, get ready for that. And in the meantime, please enjoy this very special episode. Uh, this is a really good one, uh, and uh, I am excited to share it with you. Without any further ado... Oh, wait, one last thing. I almost forgot. Uh, our audio is all Zoom-based for this one uh, due to some technical uh, cloud-saving stuff. So um, apologies for audio quality, but uh, again, we are in the market for a sound engineer. So if you know anyone, email us at hoopscrewforever at gmail.com. And in the meantime, enjoy the show. And welcome to a very special episode of the Hoops Crew. I am Frank Severich. This week we are shaking things up a little bit. Though the NBA Finals still continue, uh, we have a much anticipated event uh, that requires our immediate attention. I am speaking, of course, about the 2021 film Space Jam, A New Legacy. Uh, this has been a constant uh, touchstone of this podcast up until this point, and it felt like it would be inappropriate if we did not discuss this, debrief it, unpack it together as a family. Family, of course, being a very important theme of this film. We're going to get down to it. Um, we're going to be talking about algae rhythm. We're going to be talking about... <laughs> a Casablanca reference that makes it into the film. All of that and more. Uh, but in order to do that, I need my Toon Squad. Uh, and I, of course, would be remiss if I did not first welcome to the show Mary Catherine Curran. Hello, Mary Catherine. Hello, Frank. How are you doing? Um, You know, I... I'm doing well, except I was inflicted with um, mm -hmm. watching the worst film <laughs> I've seen this year, um, possibly ever. <laughs> and I do want to preface by saying I was never going to like this movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I already recognize that I am extremely biased and I think it's important for people to acknowledge their biases mm -hmm. and their prejudices. And I do think that it is important for me to acknowledge that I was never going to like this film, but I do have to say it makes me horny that no one else likes this movie <laughs> either. So, well, uh, there's someone else who I think was equally, um, uh, was going in with similar biases, uh, and that would be horny? one. 
equally horny <laughs> for the hate. Uh, and that would be one Chloe Michaela. Chloe, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, hey. Mm, yeah. Mm. Emily makes an excellent point in that we should all recognize our biases and our prejudices. Because mm-hmm. I, I knew I was going to hate the film. I knew it when I heard that it was going to be made, seeing the trailer. I knew I would want to set the movie theater on fire after seeing this movie. And that is confirmed. Um, I just need to apologize for Biggie, Notorious B.I.G. For the insult that they did to you and tarnishing your name. Um, I'm just going to take a breath after that because thinking about what they did, it's just, you know. mm. It is. It is. um, I... I covered my face when it happened. I could not, I could not believe what I was seeing. It was, it was was as cringeworthy. It was as cringeworthy as Kendall's rap from season two of Succession. (laughs) That's a fantastic, fantastic comparison. Um, Shout out to Tweety Bird. Uh, I know you're listening. Shout out to Tweety Bird for saving. uh, Always. Um, yeah, always shout out to Tweety Bird, but she, she she really did save that because I was about to light a match. In the- so, shout out to all the tunes, too. I mean, I, this is a very pro-tune podcast, and um, you got done dirty in this one. I'm very sorry to say. Um, speaking of getting done dirty, uh, Ooh, the one and only... Mr. Greg Toomey. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. I'm how you doing? Comment on how you just introduced (laughs) because we still this is the official um, basketball podcast of Poland, and I don't want them (laughs) um, anything about that. Um, I'm doing well. You know, I watched Space Jam 2 this weekend. um, And by that, I mean, like throughout the day, Mm -hmm. because it was a it's, you it's, gotta grind it out it's, you know? it's, it's a tough it's, I a, this movie is four hours <laughs> this movie is the Snyder cut <laughs> of of uh, yeah I mean Warner Brothers did things this year they really released a lot of movies that were nine hours long a lot was, of content I think that was their a lot of content a lot, a lot of, of content a lot of content in this movie as well um I also had to break this movie up yeah. into chunks because I started watching it last night yeah. and I got about an hour in and I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> that's, I want that's to go right. to bed. That's right. It's time to sleep. It's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough watch. Um, we'll get there. And, and, and I also think it's important to acknowledge our biases. Right. And I don't want to just hate on this indiscriminately. I yeah. really want to, I want to get into it and I want to discuss it because there's a lot of, there's a lot of content for us in this film. And, and I'm going to bring in one of the, the best content, um, the content King himself, Matthew Sparacino, please welcome to the show. Oh, wow. Frank, I thought you were going to say King James. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I would like to start by, you know, rounding out the group and acknowledging my biases. I also knew that I was going to hate this film and uh, believe it or not, I did. I hated it. And I don't want to hate indiscriminately, like you said, Frank, but I will be happy to hate very specifically over the course of this podcast. 
Um, it, it really sucks. I have a lot to there say, but I, I don't think anything could say it any better than I say, I say a winter is coming. <laughs> that was a really good Jon Snow impression. <laughs> All of those references that none of the children understand. Right. I mean, that's the, that's one oh. of the things. Well, that, like, you know, that's the audience for this movie. It's like Pixar, you know, they slip in these mature themes and adult jokes. And uh, yeah, Pixar makes better movies. Yeah, that was a joke. This movie was awful. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Okay, I'm going to do a quick synopsis of what of what I think happened in this movie. Good good luck with this, Frank. We're going to we're going to we're going to. we're then going to we're going to try to take ourselves through it. Right. I know we took notes. We're going to try to move sequentially. But, you know, I don't want to structure this conversation too much later in the pod. I do have some history, some facts and figures that I want to share with you all. Uh, I, I do want to talk about Hooper of the Week. Um, and we will, of course, at the end, say whether we would recommend this film and uh, what score we would give this film. OK, so. My synopsis of the film. Well, no, let's start with IMD, IMDb synopsis of the film. Okay. This is a one sentence description of the film. That's good. That's a nonpartisan organization. That's right. That's right. A rogue artificial intelligence kidnaps the son of, sorry, a rogue artificial intelligence kidnaps the son of famed basketball player LeBron James, who then has to work with Bugs Bunny to win a basketball game. <laughs> that's fine. That's no more that's ridiculous. Than original. That's and that's fair. That's fair. I have a question that I want to start with. Does this movie take place in a universe in which Space Jam 1 took place? Mm. Because they yep. make some vague allusions to this feels familiar and oh, we've Nah, but there's no quad city well, djs there's no michael jordan there's no there's no even hey remember the monsters even though they're there at the spoiler alert at the end of the the basketball game yeah really? i thought it was strange i thought it was strange that the quad city djs were in the trailer but not the movie that i thought was very weird unbelievable um mary Catherine, we really need to lean on you a little bit for this uh up top resident yeah clear out everyone it's it's iso time (laughs) as they say in the film many times it's iso mc mc you are a student of the game but you are also a student of this film uh particularly space jam one uh can you tell us about your relationship to the film and sort of maybe catch us up on where we were when we when we last left this franchise (laughs) Absolutely. Um, it was 1996. Michael Jordan had just um, come off of his two-year hiatus. His father was dead. Mm. Still, still dead. And wow. he he was also um, needing a bit of a PR adjustment um, before entering into the league. Some might say that it was sort of. Um, David Stern pushing him to do something like this, that there was some involvement of the NBA as an organization Um, originally produced by Ivan Reitman, who I think Mm -hmm. um, that is a crucial 
point of order that I don't think that we can say enough. The creators of Space Jam A New Legacy were Ryan Coogler appointed, including, I believe, his brother, Keenan Coogler. Um, but we had a writer, uh, the writer of Creed 2, people who are seemingly all in sort of more of a dramatic writing situation. We didn't seem to have anybody who understands what comedy is uh, or comedy writing or comedy structure in writing this new film. When we were previously, what, uh, the movie was produced by Ivan Reitman, who was a historian, who was a storied director and producer of some extremely classic, wonderful comedies, especially... Yes, exactly. And this is why Bill Murray was in the film legitimately because Bill Murray has wonderful cameos and one liners in the original Space Jam, an actual comedian, Mm -hmm. um, which we did get Lil Rel, which was fun. I'm a big fan of Lil Rel. I don't ever like truly a big fan. We had Ernie Johnson. And they had good chemistry. It was good chemistry. They had they had decent chemistry uh, in this new film, but we really didn't have people. We had we had in the original film. You have Bill Murray. You have Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight is at that point also coming off of being like a very fun, funny character actor playing Newman on Seinfeld. Also having one of the most iconic roles ever in Jurassic Park. Um, we know that these people know how to be funny. Um, And there was just some fun things that sort of in the original movie sets up a lot of the sort of more slapstick and fun things. One thing that I love about the original movie is that Wayne Knight is tune-like and has tune-like things that happen to him in the real world before he enters into Toonland because he eventually goes after Mike Gordon uh, to try to find him. So we have that where there's like this already very um, present, goofy, loony behavior happening to a human being in the regular world before we even have the tunes kind of coming in and and um, well, we, we've already seen the tunes, but before we kind of have the you know the collision of the of the Michael Jordan who is real and also the tune world coming together, we also have. Um, certain things that I think make the make the movie better. Um, we have just the tunes need Michael, um, and they stumble on the idea of basketball. That's so this right whole there. thing happens where yeah. where we are like, okay, so they're trying. The tunes are being uh, uh, potentially being, you know, basically. <laughs> made to be uh, like comedy slaves on Moron Mountain. And this is, uh, they they have been sent down from Moron Mountain. The, the, the um, little aliens have been sent down there. And so the two are trying to figure out what to do and how to beat them. So they challenge them to a game of basketball. Once the tunes challenge them to the game of basketball, the aliens then go and steal the talents of other NBA players so that they are able to, because the tunes feel like they're stacking the deck against the aliens. And then the aliens are actually like, okay, well now we have the upper hand. We just went and we stole the talents of the best NBA players because at the time, Michael still wasn't playing basketball he was playing 
baseball. So they didn't know that they didn't have the greatest player. They went after whoever they thought they could get. So there's an interesting element of like the tunes needing Michael and then Michael sacrificing himself towards the end, even though so many of the elements of it are obviously very strange and holistic. But they're very fun and they're silly. And as a person and, and just to contextualize for me, I uh, there were probably no two things that I loved more in 1996 than the Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan. Um, so having those things come together at, at, as a 10 year old um, was like amazing. Um, my dad used to get incentives from work. And one of those was. Um, gift certificates to the Warner Brothers studio store. So I was wearing quite a lot of Tweety and Taz um, attire as a 10 year, a nine, uh, nine through probably too late. 13, maybe even. So can I say um, 35, 35-ish, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Why did you put air quotes around incentives when you had... Oh, just because it was like, I, I guess that's what they were. Quote, yeah. I think they're just like for them to sell or whatever, but I, you know, so we just, we'd get these... <laughs> like promotional... we get these like, oh, you know, get in that. Yeah. And it was good because also like my mom was like, we're not paying for new clothes. <laughs> we're going to the WB store. And we're going to Columbia Mall and we're going to the WB store, okay? Oh, hell yeah. Um, so, so for me, that time, uh, that movie just was like epic. And that was also, uh, you know, um, the year that my parents uh, got me tickets to see Michael Jordan um, and uh, for Christmas. So I went to see Michael Jordan that year in February play at the USA Arena against the uh, Washington Bullets. Um, <laughs> you know, good to see George Mirasan from afar. Um, so that was, you know, for me, I, I would say that that was such an impactful movie for me. Um, that I did not pay for those tickets either, baby, because they came from Incentives. a, from a, they were an incentive. They were actually from, my aunt worked at a bank and it was one of her clients tickets. So they weren't, they did not pay for those either. Um, however, um, you know, so that was such an impactful movie on me for a lot of reasons. And it just, uh, I remember, remember seeing it in theaters. It was, it's a very monumental movie for me. And so, uh, I, the, the soundtrack being um, extremely mm. influential as well. Mm. Now, I recently, and I say recently, uh, this was at this point about four or five years ago, I did write a one-woman space jam. And what I did in that, uh, initially, I was um, pimped into it during an improv show where one of my um, close friends during an improv show walked out and was uh, an initiated scene with me by going, man, I really can't wait to see your one woman space jam. And so then uh, the whole show, we were like, we're messing around with me doing a one woman space jam. <laughs> I posted about it online and another friend was like, I'll produce this. Let's make it happen. So it was a one night only affair that ended up actually coming back and having a full run uh, late, later. Um, in it, uh, it basically started as me just recreating the entire movie by myself. But then I ended up realizing as I was doing it and, and creating it that it was a lot of um, a, a very important 
ties to becoming an adult and realizing that your heroes can be monsters. And that was mm. the thesis of the show. And it ended in me talking a lot about uh, just, you know, learning that Michael Jordan is human and has issues and learning that Bill Murray is human and has issues and learning that, uh, you know, um, uh, and knowing that R. Kelly is a full uh, monster rapist um, asshole. So, you know, and, and it ends wow. after culminating and talking about all of these awful things where I go, and now I'm going to make us sing the song by the worst person in the world, R. Kelly. And I got the whole audience to sing, I believe I can fly uh, together. <laughs> anyone on here who, who saw the show? I think I'm the only one. I think so. Yeah, we're going to need I... I wow, like hands down, one of the best fucking shows I've ever seen. Starting out with Don't Bring Me Here Anymore, a rate. Don't bring me here anymore, a rate. First of all, we were really missing that kid from Moron Mountain. I just really wanted to shout that out. One eyed kid. (laughs) Thank you so much. So I do want to say that, like, I'm going to let other people talk, but but that also explains why, like, I was never going to like this movie as someone who is not a fan of LeBron as a basketball player. Um, this makes me like him less as a human. Um, I, I was predetermined to not uh, like this film. And again, from the beginning, I've always felt like LeBron was always trying to beat Jordan or best Jordan or, or erase Jordan. And to me, what I think the integrity of the first film is is uh, is based in it still being a silly, goofy movie, um, and that is very tune like, and that is also very like uh, Ivan Reitman like to me. So, and granted, he's not the director, but he had you know there's a there's a vibe, you know, and so I think I I didn't from the beginning i was already going into it negatively but something that i really want to point out just from the get-go the opening credit song of space jam a new legacy is is it is it sets the tone for the entire thing because it is it's basic and it's not it's not a pump up song. You you hear everybody get up. It's time to slam now. Like once it's like now. It's time it's to slam. Time, it's time. It's like it's an epic. That Quad now. City DJ song is absolutely fucking epic, and you need that kind of energy to start a movie Correct. like this. Correct. And song, it didn't the, have the that, and that's slow. when I knew. It was fucking it was slow. slow. It was more like slow. it was like a weird. slow jam. <laughs> It also like uh, the animation was weird and stuff because it was like real clips of LeBron like it, like real cool plays when he has the block and mm-hmm. the, you know like all these like iconic moments from his career and stuff. Yes, and then they like yeah, they also, these like effects of like boing and like. <laughs> I said that. I said original- that watching. I said that watching those opening credits, I was like, man, I wish all this animation was off the screen so I right. could see these fucking cool basketball yes. plays. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. I also think, you know, um, at the beginning of the, uh, the original Space Jam, it's a very small opening sequence that is uh, epic and, and big. And it's Michael like, as a kid um, with his dad playing just for, I know that we all know this, but I, I'm explaining this for other people. No, no, no. This is great. It's this Michael great. as a kid in North Carolina talking about 
about how he wants to play for the Tar Heels, how he wants to be in the NBA and, you know, his dad encouraging him. And it ends it, the, the opening sequence ends with a slow motion, young Michael Jordan going to the hoop that then once he like slams it, it, it goes into a like, it's just like very epic. And the, and then it goes into like the, the actual opening credit song. So it's very much like it's epic. And the and Space Jam A New Legacy opens and, and starts with a lot of negativity. Yes. It's all negativity about LeBron not like not, it's you know, being distracted Le- by so as it turns out, games. I guess LeBron was a game this is the opening scene. They do they do the LeBron as go, a kid thing. It, and he has a scene with his mom and his mom's like, go in there and try your best. I can't remember exactly what her message is, but that's essentially what she says. It's like, and she's w-. awesome. And I love that actress. Yeah. And she does. She does a nice job. And the kid does a nice job. A lot of the actors in this movie are, are trying their best. Um, I will. I will say that. Um, are they? Some of them are not. <laughs> um, some of them got do you know the that? upgrade program because they were phoning it. Don Cheadle, Don, Don Cheadle is better than this. And Don Cheadle. He was acting. We're going to get to that. He was. Was he, he was acting. Bad? He was acting his ass off. He was a. He was a bit overcommitted. Was he? Yeah. Was. But is that direction? Is that? Is that the director being like, go big with it? Just, I think just take it somewhere. You but know? I can also see him having zero direction and just having to pull. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. He's just on a set because everything he does, I, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but everything he does is like on a green because it's all digital. He's he's yeah. he, he's the he's the he bad has guy. Nothing he's the to algorithm. act against. Nothing. So to act he's against. he's just talking by himself. So he's like, I guess I just gotta like fucking fill the space. I just gotta. He went hard. He was interesting. He did something. <sighs> he did. He does. He does. He makes some choices. And so does the wardrobe department for Algae Rhythm. Uh, they make some stores uh, choices as well. Chloe, you were trying to get in there. And Greg, I think you were trying to get in as well. No, I was just saying his acting stood out because, because they gave, you could tell that they gave him a lot, a lot of the lines, right? A lot of, they tried to give him a lot of the. Oh God. He had so much exposition. So much exposition, a lot of the meaty lines that like sometimes it clearly looked like he was overacting a little bit, but that's because the other actors had shit lines. Shit lines that the lines were just terrible. So like he stood, he stood out the most, and then Ernie and Little Rel had the funniest lines. And then that's like Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I I, I'm not trying to pile on Cheadle. He is not what is wrong with this movie at all. At all, he is so much better than this. Movie. But he is a victim of this movie, I would say. He's oh not, yeah, he's not and the just, perpetrator, but he's just he's, he's a victim. Just kind of a weird choice because going back to what MCAT was saying, like he, I mean, he's he's an awesome actor. He's a great actor, and he can be funny, but he's not really like a comedian. Like he's not. I, I don't know. Like I I feel like there's someone else who you could have put in a better position to succeed in that role. Mm. 
I, okay. But I don't know. I don't know about that. I think it's just because, I mean, I I will say one of the funniest things Don Cheadle has ever done is um, keeping that British accent in Ocean's Eleven and basically telling Soderbergh to fuck off because he's like, (laughs) they're like, Don, you don't have to do the British accent. And he's like, no, I'm doing it. And he wouldn't stop doing it in takes. He just was doing it. So they just had to use it. Um, and he is, I think he is funny and he can be funny. I think that I don't know if anybody would have been set up to succeed in that movie at all um, in any of the roles that were written. Um, but I hear you that potentially if someone with a little bit more um, comedic sensibility or like even like, like not Will Ferrell, but like somebody who's got a little bit more, even if, if we're doing like Eddie Murphy or somebody who, who actually oh, yeah. knows how to he be just, funny. Cheadle, Cheadle played it very straight, I think is what I mean. Yeah. When I say he was overcommitted, sure. he played it very straight. Like it was very, he was really like invested and had an objective and he was playing and like he played the shit out of it. But I think. But everybody think, is trying really hard to be dramatic in this movie. Oh, I mean. And, and Including LeBron, yeah. And the movie was the, not the a comedy. Tunes, it was, the movie was a fucking are, drama. Are like serious in this. Bugs Bunny is sad when we meet him. <laughs> like what? Yeah. What do you? What choice was that? It, it didn't even serve the. I guess. It, oh God, there's so much. Okay, I, Matt has reminded me in the recap chat. the movie. Recap I haven't the movie. recapped the movie yet. We've gotten way ahead of ourselves, but this is we're it's having tough. fun. We it's are having fun. There's gotta be banter. This there's gotta be banter, and this is a high vibrational space. I'm 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 excited about this with you all. Okay, so movie opens. Young LeBron James. He's at a basketball game. He's playing a Game Boy. They lose the game because he chokes. And on the last play, coach says, "You got to focus on the game. You got to focus on the game." Cut to present day. We're at LeBron James's house and his sons are playing basketball. One of the sons really likes basketball. The other son really likes video games. Um, And the connection is never made between LeBron James playing video games as a kid and his son being into video games, which is seems weird that they put that in there. But anyway, uh, the son has designed this new game called Dom Ball. The son's name is Dom. He shows his dad it. His dad's like, you got to focus on basketball camp. You got to go to basketball camp next weekend. Then a sentient algorithm, algae rhythm played by Oscar nominated, maybe Oscar winning actor, Don Cheadle, um, comes to life to do something to take over the world or something like that and sends an email to Sarah Silverman, who is a Warner brothers executive. And she brings them in for a meeting. They do a pitch algae rhythm. The algorithm does a pitch meeting to LeBron James. A sentient algorithm does a pitch meeting to LeBron James for Warner brothers 3000, which I don't understand what it is, but it's it it's in there. And LeBron's like, that's the stupidest idea I ever heard. Algae Rhythm gets mad, decides to take LeBron James, put him into a video game or put him into the server verse. Excuse me. It's not a video game. It's right. the server verse. So all the Warner Brother movies are connected. So you've got the DC comics. You've got Harry Potter. You've got all other sorts of game stuff. Of Thrones. <laughs> game of Thrones. How convenient. How convenient. How convenient. And and he goes to Looney Tunes world, meets Bugs Bunny. They get the Looney Tunes back together because of the, because there's a reason why the Looney Tunes are all spread out. They have to play a basketball game 
in order to get free from the server verse. And so they play the game and I, I'll stop the synopsis there, the, the rundown of what happened there, because I think, I think we can talk about that in the last part of the show. So let's go back to the beginning of the film. Uh, I, I laid out a lot of stuff there. I, I love that they made the choice that LeBron was a gamer as a kid. That was very strange. Um, I, MC, not to lean on you again too much here, but one of the texts you sent when you were watching this film at 6 a.m. on a Sunday was that <laughs> um, was that you took one of the things you really like about LeBron, which is that he's a really good dad, and immediately he's a terrible Shit on dad. It. Like he's an it's awful such a baffling father. decision. In the movie. So weird. I will say yeah, in the movie. In the movie, to, to be clear, like you said, Greg. Yeah. But if anyone watched the ring ceremony for the Lakers at the beginning of this year, every day, all of the family members send in videos. Go back and watch LeBron's sons. One of them isn't even wearing his jersey. One of them's wearing AD's jersey. His family is sitting there and they're like, Congrats, Dad, on winning your. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh no. Oh no. Everyone else's family was excited except for LeBron's kids. So when I saw this in the movie, I was like, yeah, this tracks, y'all. Oh, no. I think his kids hate him. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I guess at that point, also, it's like, okay, great. You already won before. Um, so there's that. Um, also, <laughs> that's a very Gen Z vibe to me. Also. Oh yeah, yeah. But don't get me most, started. Because his, his, his boys yeah. now are teens and tweens. He's got he's got all teens now. Basically, his his, his daughter's younger, but his boys are are older now. Um, I actually watch video of him like coaching Bronny, and sometimes I wonder like if he's pushing him too hard. And I watch videos of Bronny playing, and I'm like, are you are you good or are you just Bronny. LeBron James's son. But anyway, um, but still, regardless, either they are putting his exact life, which is also fucked up. Why would you want to, to show everybody your bad fucking father? Or also, they're just taking truly one of the things that seems to be only good qualities that he has is that he's good with his kids and he loves his kids and he's like fuck my son who loves video games and and it, it's also like that's not even that bad of a thing and hey. his other son is also already playing basketball yes. you don't need like let your kid live his life like what is wrong with you you piece of shit a hundred percent and just quickly matt i also want to acknowledge that there's a there's a robot basketball thing that they're like ball. What the fuck was that? Is that a thing that you kept a bit of a Rocky three, like robot moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, go very ahead. Very strange. It was very strange. Yeah. I like the, uh, uh, I agree. LeBron was a tester in this movie. Like we, so I watched this movie last night. I, uh, unlike most of us, I actually did watch it in one sitting. I wouldn't oh, recommend God. it. I wish I had split it up, honestly. But I, I watched it with my wife, Kira, and 
she from the first scene she was like lebron's the villain of this movie like <laughs> lebron is the villain he's he's a dick he's he's not being a good dad and she she made a perfect analogy if you haven't if you're listening and you haven't seen this movie uh if you've seen the movie hook with robin williams the late great robin williams uh lebron in space jam a new legacy is in a bit of a like hook situation he um he has he has he has no time he has no time for play and his son's uh hobby with video games which is absurd by the way lebron says to his son when they're practicing in that first scene he says "Uh, dom this isn't a game you're literally playing fucking basketball literally playing a game that's a direct quote i wrote it down this isn't a game Okay, um, so LeBron has no time for fun, no time for shenanigans. Ooh, but it doesn't work because one, uh, Williams' character in Hook is like a like a like a blood sucking lawyer. I think they literally refer to him. Oh no, that's from Jurassic Park. Sorry, but he's a blood sucking lawyer. Um, yes, he's he's a soulless like yeah. lawyer. He's not a man who literally plays games for a living. Um, And then I know we'll get to the, to later on in the movie, but she called this in the first scene. It plays out the same way as hook. The emotional through line is the same. Dom, his son ends up hooked up. uh, What Don Cheadle's character. I can't say algae rhythm without cringing. (laughs) So I'm just going to say hooks up with Don Cheadle. Yeah, baby. And who becomes kind of like a father figure to him, very similar to Dustin Hoffman and Hook. And LeBron has to like earn his son's trust and love back, which spoiler alert, he does, but it's horseshit because. Uh, and I, I know we're going to get to the last game. I know you're trying to kind of take it chronologically, Frank, but the movie ends with LeBron going up for the game winning basket, similar to Jordan in the original space jam. He's like going up for this long dunk, his son, who at this point he's playing with is on his team and is wide fucking open in the corner, he has a wide open corner three. LeBron, who supposedly is evolutionary Magic Johnson, has this great court vision, is getting like mauled on the way to the rim. And he doesn't see this wide open shooter who has maxed out NBA 2K stats, <laughs> doesn't dish it to his son. Because that would have been a perfect ending, like unselfish play, gives it to his son, lets him have the glory. But no, LeBron dunks yeah. the fucking ball, wins the game, and then uh, pats his son on the back at some point. And if, if some of what I just said didn't make any sense, it's because this movie makes no fucking this, sense. This movie sucks. <laughs> like, we should be very clear. Oh. This this is a bad movie. The dialogue is terrible. The like, like everything is flat. It is, it is soulless is a, is a word that's used a lot. In reviews. Multiple reviews call it soulless. I, I read, I sent a photo of my local paper, the Virginian pilot wrote a review and the headline was something along the, I'm paraphrasing here. It was something like, audiences for space jam 2 are in store for a strange sequel <laughs> which i think is a great headline uh chloe were you gonna say something i was gonna say the fact that lebron needed two power-ups to get to the bath mm-hmm. that doesn't make 
defense to to those who didn't watch it. Basically, this is like a uh, a power up, not a real basketball game. And LeBron needed two power ups, and only one person was trying to take. I think maybe more people piled on. I'm a little fuzzy after that, but it was just, it's just one. Beefy right? Cheeto. It's just so Beefy Cheeto. Oh really? In Space Jam had all the monsters on his ass, and he stretched, and he stretched, and he stretched. He used the that's right, and he crushed it. But LeBron barely got there with two power ups. Mm-hmm. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's so much. Okay, can anyone? Oh my god. Okay, hang on. Two things I want to say. One, just to get it out there now, Dom Ball which is the game that his son created, which is the thing that happens at the end of the movie. And it's in the beginning of the movie looks cool. And why is that not a game that's on the app store right now? Why did they not design a Dom ball game? Make it fucking like free, make it a money grab thing. Anyway, that drove me nuts afterwards. Frank, uh, how much would you pay in the app store for Dom ball? Uh, I don't know if I would play or pay at first, but if it was like really good and I could like 99 cents, come on, give me some cool costumes. And now we're talking 99 cents. cents. Yeah. I pay 99 cents. All right. Just checking. And wouldn't there be like a million people who would pay 99 cents for that game? Like, come on now. All right. Anyway, Um, Updates and longevity for any Frank, there's really a lot that goes into it. (laughs) Into app development. Yeah, you're, we're talking coding. I mean, <laughs> it's too much work. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, I don't remember where I was going to go after Don Ball. Oh, can anyone explain what the what what is what is Don Cheadle's plan? What is? Can anybody where, do it? it sincerely? From? I'm not. I'm not trying to troll. I I don't understand the plan. So what I gathered, and this is only half of what I think his plan is, because his plan changed periodically throughout. Um, He wants, he first wanted LeBron James to be excited about this idea of him playing basketball against other people, some digitized version of that, if I remember that. And then LeBron was like, no, this is a stupid idea. And then Al G was like, I'm mad. So now I'm going to try and capture them. Um, And then (laughs) the subverse, which is a hard drive. And he then can, oh yeah, he kidnapped his son. It's all coming back to me. It was very good. A lot happened in that hard drive. A lot of, (laughs) there's a lot of data, a lot of gigabytes in that hard drive. Yeah. That's all I got. And then he was that he was going to keep them there forever if if LeBron lost his game because he wanted Algy wanted to like be the center of attention kind of yeah yeah, I guess that's yeah okay that's a good way to encapsulate it he wants to be the center of attention okay all right uh Greg and and Matt I saw you both moving towards the mic no I was gonna say it seemed like the impression I got was like Al Rhythm had this <laughs> idea that Chloe just described. Then LeBron was like, his reaction to it was like, you know, that this this is like my life, you know, like basketball's more than this. And I'm like, you just made a movie 
that was literally <laughs> about making money and selling out in every second of the film. And your character in the movie is like, but it's, it, man, this is more than that, you know? It's not about selling sneakers. It's not about selling tickets and Instagram followers. This is my life. I'm like, is- hey, you're in the studio home. You're in. <laughs> oh, God. It was just like, I don't know. Somebody was rolling in some grave somewhere. I don't know who <laughs> was and was unselled. I don't. <laughs> you no can just reason. hear. You can just hear it under the movie the whole yeah, time. Just, you can just hear the people rolling in graves. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't get over this. Like I, I was thinking about the same. G two. I'm right there with you. Like, thank you, man. The the fucking irony and the the, <laughs> the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy, honestly, though, of the irony of making a movie yeah. the irony about, giant. about working room. on your game, because he keeps saying that you need to work on your game. Like, right. I always I work hard. I work on my game. You, Dom, you need to work on your game. It's like, what the fuck are you? And LeBron, to be fair, LeBron has worked on his game for 15 off seasons. He's added a lot to his game over the years. But still, like don't make your movie about that because it's it's clearly hypocritic hypocritical and it shows and especially like one moment in particular that i thought <laughs> really kind of kind of spoke to that was when he one of the many dozens possibly hundreds of self-referential warner one media moments is lebron um is uh, a, a dressed in Hogwarts garb at one point, and he is a Hufflepuff, and he has he's animated uh, because he's LeBron is animated for half this movie. I don't know if we even mentioned that, but um, he goes like, "Oh, Hufflepuff, I knew it," and like. <laughs> <laughs> In a movie where he spends the whole movie talking about hard work and how hard he works and all this bullshit, it's just another thing where it's like, wow, you just don't have a lot of self-awareness. Because LeBron, honestly, you think you're a Hufflepuff. Hold on. Let me no, let me pull the group. Uh, throw out Just throw out words. What defines a Hufflepuff? Anyone. Friendship. Loyalty. 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 Well, he's also a part of Slytherin's trait as well. What is sure loyalty? Well, it's like, okay. a different type of loyalty, like, though. Like I think, the, I think the it, Slytherin it, loyalty is more like loyalty to a brand. You know what I, I mean? Slytherin is loyalty to other <laughs> pure-blooded, blooded people. It's like <laughs> I think it says something that two of the first more. two of the first three responses were loyalty, and that's the word we kind of all jumped onto because LeBron started his career in Cleveland, <laughs> went to Miami, went to Cleveland, Took his went talents to, to South beach, which like, is in the intro to this movie. I was like, Cleveland just had to relive that moment again. <laughs> like, and they kept Le- calling him Cavalier. Yeah. And like Cleveland, Cleveland. Stuff in the movie. Yeah. LeBron is a lot of um, things, but like, do loyal. you want to fancy yourself loyal? Like, get the fuck out of here. Get there's the also, fuck out of here. There's also a it's great- like loyalty, kindness. Like, it's very yes. much like yeah. you're a humble. you're a good, humble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something, LeBron. You ain't no fucking Cedric Diggory, okay? I don't <laughs> fucking think so. 
also, he is a, I just he is a say, Slytherin, though. He is a Slytherin. He's a record. Slytherin, true and true. Um, and Lily is also true. a Slytherin, so let's be careful here. But there's okay. a different, like, uh, yeah. But he's the he's the Draco Malfoy Slytherin. He's not yeah. like the. <laughs> Correct. You know, he's Correct. like there are there are good Slytherins. Correct. Yes, he's cunning and he's the cunning, shady, shifty Slytherins. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, I took the test again and I believe in half houses and I know that some people don't, but like whatever I do. And I'm part Slytherin, part Ravenclaw, which yeah, to me, I see that made more sense to me. I was That's like, okay, brand. I understand myself better now. I think there's I'm another... part Gryffindor, part Ravenclaw, so I get I, you. I definitely see that for you, MC. I think there's a, another huge irony in this movie, like you were saying, Matt, that this movie is about Warner Brothers tr- like wanting to... A, an algorithm running Warner Brothers to stick content together to make a product. Like, the movie is about what it happens in the movie. Like it's, it's, it's like, it, it sounds more clever than it is in execution. Like in execution, it's just like, what are you doing? Like you're, ju- you're kind of mocking or like you're, you're, you're showing your hand. You're saying the quiet part out loud, you know, MC. Um, I also just want to say very quickly that like the whole like thing that algae rhythm wants from LeBron is his like social media followers. LeBron ain't even in the top 10 of Instagram followers. Okay. (laughs) If this was a Cristiano Ronaldo movie, I would believe that. Okay. Or if this was at the fuck it about the fucking Kardashian Jenner's. Yeah. Maybe I would believe that LeBron's not even in the top 10 of social media followers on any platform. Okay. I would like that up. That That was the first thing I thought of too. I was like, there's, Tons of athletes with higher followers. The Absolutely. Rock. This movie should have been The Rock. I would have much preferred a movie about wrestling Looney Tunes. And honestly, that it, it probably would have been better to do because The Rock can because I don't want to I don't want to hit too hard on this, but we do have to talk about LeBron's acting. Terrible. We do. We have but, to talk about the acting in this film. Like, well, I don't want to hundred percent shame him. Yes. An actor can only do so much with a shit script. Correct. This was fucking awful. Fucking terrible. And the lines that they gave LeBron were awful. Now, if LeBron was like, I want to say this line, and they said, go for it and kept it, then yeah, that's on him. Which that's- I could see 100% yes. I could see him doing that. Yes. 100%. Yes. Okay, also, here's the thing. After Trainwreck, people were like, LeBron was actually funny in that. He's pretty but good. His scene partner was Bill, Bill fucking Hader. Hader. Yeah. Okay. Anthony- Bill Hader made him look so good. Yep. Look, Bill Hader played the straight man. Yep. And he let LeBron be the, the goofy one, right? Mm-hmm. In this, LeBron is trying to play the straight man. Number one. Number two. He, I truly believe some motherfucker told him they were like, you know what, LeBron, you were really funny in Trainwreck. You can carry a three and a half hour movie <laughs> where you have the most lines out of anyone. <laughs> Absolutely, you can do that. Also, his, <laughs> I remember this, his pep talks were so uh. bad for team morale when rewatching Space Jam. Michael Jordan was so like, come on, guys, everybody in. We've got this. We can do this together. One, two, on three. And this was before Michael sold his soul. 
to the moron mountain guy. He was like keeping morale up. LeBron James was terrible at keeping morale up in that entire film when it came to the Looney Tunes. And I'm like, my guy, did you not understand that you're about to be trapped here? You're about to be trapped here. And this is how you're treating your team, which then I thought, are they a little on the nose there then? I think because- he probably goes into the locker room in, uh, with the Lakers. You, AD, you over, you over there with Granny knitting, knitting, knitting. Not taking accountability for anything. Been trying to play basketball right now. Danny Green looking like Foghorn. <laughs> I want to talk about one of the things that I liked because you mentioned the locker room, and there's a sequence where it's at halftime. The only the thing I liked. And they're like, oh, my God, I fa- Sylvester comes in and he's like, oh, my God, I found Michael Jordan. And there's a silhouetted figure coming in and they're like, I see the sneakers. They show the shoes first. That's right. And but I've jerked off to Michael B. Jordan enough to know that I knew that's who was coming in is Michael it, B. Jordan. I knew it Michael right B. away. Jordan. I saw the I saw the silhouette. At first, I was like, "Oh yes, I'm so excited! They're bringing in Jordan." And I I'm not saying that it's the first time I've ever been disappointed to see Michael B. Jordan. Okay, <laughs> in my entire life. I... Okay think that that's a really good point and also it was a very funny joke and also i wish that they had brought him on the team it would have yeah, been I great he was actually gonna just, just, he that would have been fun yeah, it would have been so fun to have him game? join yo michael yeah but like Jordan. bill murray why not yes. also okay so he, he was he was probably he was probably had like 30 minutes to film this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was just honestly, on the lot. Yeah. Honestly, I it's thought Ryan's about this boy. a lot with the, with the other players who we haven't mentioned. There's other NBA play NBA players in here. Clay Thompson. Dane, oh my God. Anthony Davis. Kyle Kuzma was not <laughs> in the movie. Body language. <laughs> Which was weird because he's listed on the IMDB page. Yeah. Very weird. But anyways, all these like, maybe celebrity- it's in the, maybe it's from the beginning credits. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But he, all these like big names who were in the movie were because Diana fucking Taurasi. Yep. Yes. All these players spent 90% of their time as animated uh, uh, basketball monsters. I don't know what to call them really. So like, and and I, to is I wonder how much the pandemic might have played a part I, I honestly don't know, but I did find myself thinking about that because with Michael B, the same thing. I wanted him to be on the team too, but clearly he just like popped in for an hour and said, you know, half a dozen lines and he was out. Can I, real quick, I just want to, something I noticed that also made me laugh from that moment is Daffy Duck is the coach of the team. And when Michael B. Jordan walks out, you see Daffy Daffy Duck's clipboard and there's a note on it that says, wrong Jordan, trade Sylvester, (laughs) which I thought was was a legitimately good joke. Uh, Best Um, joke of the movie. Yeah, it's very good. Um, uh, Somebody else go for it. The floor is open. Well, we're talking about bad lines. Like there, there was like a lot of jokes like uh granny did this great thing and then like said game blouses at the end but that's such a specific yeah show it's like i got it but i'm like that doesn't mean anything without it's, the context of this Chappelle. So is the does anyone know is Chappelle's show on hbo max 
It I is. don't know the answer to that. Oh, it is. It is. Okay. And this is the thing. This whole fucking movie was a two hour that felt like four hour advertisement for HBO and that, Max. That's that's the real. That's the root of it. That is that is the the thing oh. that ruins the whole thing. Well, that's not the only thing. Well, it's, it's a big. It's a big part. It's a big part of it. It's a big part of it because the the plot of the movie centers centers Cheadle wanting to do something something with Warner Media with Warner like Warner Brothers is central to the plot of the movie, right. and that is a choice that Warner Brothers made much to the detriment of the movie yeah. well yeah wait so let's talk why was there like the audience right that was there now they teleported oh in my god right so there's like real people that were just like watching on instagram like oh now i'm teleported in here like i was in the airplane but then there was like constantly. forget how that happened how they were teleported there, forget no, but, forget okay, about that. that yeah forget about that but even with that there was supposed to be like a hundred thousand people or whatever but then they had like these cosplayers <laughs> What, what? Well, they were they were Warner Brothers characters. It's, they were supposed to be the real what, characters, what, but there was no, no, no. It's playing. It, this is this is one of the, the best worst parts of the movie. I love it so much. So Greg is right. They have these Warner Brother characters in the crowd watching the game, and it's like no joke. It's it's, it's Comic Mister Freeze. For, it's Comic Con. It's Comic Con, and we're in the hall. Yeah, and we have Mister Freeze's Pennywise, uh, sneakers, uh, Mister Freeze. We got Pennywise. King we got the guys. What'd you say? King Kong. King well, Kong is there. Like, I mean, yeah, uh, the flying monkeys. There, the uh, Yogi Bear, Space Ghost, the Danny DeVito Penguin character. Yeah. Um, Robin, um, uh, Robin, Flintstones, um, Yogi Bear, different Matrix. versions of the Joker, Mr. Smith, Superman, the Matrix are there. Superman, Game of Thrones, the Night King. But the the best part is other than the cartoon characters, which are CGI, the the real people actors yeah. are not the it's the Halloween store. It's the Halloween store. I don't. What, what, it's that so I don't get it. weird. It's so distracting. Anytime they showed any yeah. shot of Don Cheadle on the sideline, I just couldn't take my eyes off of Mister Freeze. Yeah. <laughs> like, but not even like in the. By the way, in like the bio suit, like he's wearing like a robe. No. He's wearing a Mister Freeze like robe so when he's weird. like in his mansion. Like, Chloe, go ahead. Oh, I was Greg when you were talking about how like people were looking at their phones and all of a sudden they were in the game. The first people they showed that disappeared were flight attendants, and immediately I said, "So is the pilot gone too?" Are they okay? Yeah, what's happening? Because you know they're looking at their phone. I was like, "This is a fucking Marvel movie! Like, what the fuck is going on?" They got snapped. It's it is it's a snap. It's I feel a like snap Disney situation. should just make the exact same movie, like and just call and put about. I, I gotta say, I gotta yeah. say, Greg, I think your your uh, suggestion with The Rock, I think that could be a good That's movie a good, if The Rock had made movie. Space Jam two and it was about wrestling, wrestling instead of basketball. Like I think if they had done Looney Tunes with a different sport, it would have oh, been a yeah. better yes. movie so, for sure. So let me. So this is this is a part of the research that I have um, that I want to unfurl. Most, this is the most prepared Frank has ever been for. Absolutely, episode. absolutely. So <clears throat> a sequel to Space Jam was planned as early as 1996. As development began, Space Jam 2 was going to involve a new basketball competition competition between the Looney Tunes and a new alien villain named Berserko. 
uh, there's some artists who work on it and they, 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 they got a certain part into development. And then Michael Jordan was like, I don't want to do it. And so then the, the, that fell apart. Then several potential sequels were contemplated within the studio, including spy jam with Jackie Chan. Uh, that became the basis for Looney Tunes back in action race jam with Jeff Gordon and a golf centered (laughs) film with tiger woods. And Skate Jam with Tony Hawk. They were all discussed, but they never came to be. Why would it be called Jam okay. though for other okay, sports? Wait, wait, wait. Now, I don't think about it. We're talking about which ones we would co-sign because the NASCAR one had me jump out of my skin. That Race Jam, Sam, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Looney Tunes is what I'm hearing. Like Pixar cars, Looney Tunes. It's incredible. That'd be a good game. Yeah, too. maybe maybe Car Jam would be better. <laughs> Race. <laughs> I do love Tony Hawk though because Tony Hawk would be so cringy, but it's so funny picture. I should see. um. Let me pull this up. Hang on one Graphic second. Jam. Somebody talk. Did, was that where we were going with that? Why not? Why not a tennis? with serena williams okay jam, sure that would be cool love jam love <laughs> jam great okay so this is this is a this is a production still that tony hawk showed from skate jam so this is what we're looking at right now audience is uh it's it's a it's just an image with marvin the martian and taz and tony hawk and the tweet says in 2003 i was requested to meet with warner brothers about doing a film tentatively titled skate jam they were bringing back looney tunes with back in action and then wanted to start on my project immediately a week later back in action bombed and skate jam was shelved forever so anyway led with skate jam So what could have been? What were the other ones? Right, we got race jam. That's a no. <laughs> race uh, jam's a no. Spy jam with Spy Jackie jam Chan. with Jackie Chan, which could have been fun. That could have been fun. Okay, that would have been fun. There, but I think slapstick probably. stuff. Yeah. That that feels like a Looney Tunes movie. I mean, that is one of the worst yeah. fucking parts he's of funny. this movie. Is Looney T- Jackie Chan is a he's a genius. I He'd love Jackie Chan. Um, this movie is not funny. At all. The Looney no. Tunes are not funny in this movie. They're not loony. They're, what was, they're... I, I wanted I wanted to ask this uh, for a go around. What what did what does everyone remember being the funniest part of the movie? Probably the Michael B. Jordan thing. Uh, yeah, I think. When Tweety Bird saved the notorious P.I.G. <laughs> uh, moment. That was funny, but I honestly can't even remember any other. Oh, I wrote down one joke. Um, um, hang on. Uh, 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 LeBron just hit a force field. And speaking from experience, that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Was, that. Uh, yeah. that was Ernie Johnson. I like. No, I think that was. I think that was. Um, was that uh, Oh, Lil. Uh... Lil Rowe? Yeah. I think it was Rel. Yeah. Yeah. You might. Yeah. Well, it was, it was one of them. I, I honestly, I'm not sure. It was the broadcast team. Yeah. I like they that. had like another thing. Of, there was a foghorn leghorn bit. That, that was, was my, too. That, that was my answer. Ernie said, um, well, there's, here's oh. five words. I thought I'd never say foghorn, oh, yeah. foghorn leghorn just got ejected. <laughs> Any, I think anything the Looney Tunes did 
to me was funny. Mine is notorious PIG. Oh. But I I appreciated. So here's here's one plot point. I won't even say it's a plot point. One aspect of the script that I did like, but they were terrible at mining from it. I do like the idea of going back and finding the Looney Tunes not being the same because that because that matches today's world, right? Like I I buy into that, but they didn't capitalize on it in in, in a comedic way. Uh, and the only way way that they did capitalize on it, which I appreciated, but again, does not lend itself. Uh, to the kids of this generation, as far as understanding the Looney Tunes, is when they is when Bugs Bunny had to go to all of the different universes and pick up the Looney Tunes, which I did not understand how. I think I zoned out uh, why they ended up in these different places, but I, I appreciated that aspect that of the script and that that whole montage was the funniest part to me. Yeah, because I do feel like. <clears throat> Oh, that was weird. I heard an echo. Um, I do feel like Looney Tunes, while I, I think they're still happening and obviously like they are on Boomerang and they like they, it's not like the Looney Tunes have gone away, but they're not nearly as around as they were back in the 90s. So I think <clears throat> some of this might be there needing to be sort of a reminder of all of them that exist yeah. slash like yes, all of that. Totally. And I understand that. Um, I, I understand that. I just also feel like there's, I agree with you, Chloe, like there could have been a lot more done with that. Also, I just do find it interesting that like they never really, um, they never animated Michael granted, like they could have, because it's not like that wasn't a thing that could have happened that like get, having LeBron be animated also felt so like so dumb. And it was just kind of like, it, it made it, it, also, it, it took me out of it. I also like everything yeah, else. Actually. I totally agree. I wasn't ever in it. I'm not going to say well, it took me out. I was never in. I totally agree. And it didn't look like a Looney Tunes cartoon when they were in Toon World to me. It looked like a modern day Looney Tunes thing. And the Looney Tunes has such an iconic, like, and I'm not talking about when they get CGI'd and stuff. I actually thought the CGI versions of them were like, okay. Um, but the the actual Toon World, like it felt like the colors were like, I agree that it was the like a different was pastel or like a different palette was being used. Then like I, I went back after I watched the movie to see old Looney Tunes cartoons. And I was like, it doesn't look, the characters don't look like themselves. And I couldn't figure out why they made that choice. Like if there's yeah. like, well, I a, think, and, and, doing the bugs voice they need to get somebody cool. else because they need to be funnier movie. they need to be funnier it's bugs fucking bunny like yeah. i don't know bug sucks in this movie it bother me as much because to me it's on par with all of the other animation that we see so i wasn't like i you know th that's the stuff that i take at value of the time because you watch the 90s and you're like okay well that makes sense because that's that, that that's what that was so like this animation you know, it, it tracks for everything else. Cause I, I think if they tried to go back, I would have been like, why, why are you going back? You know what I mean? That's like, fair. That's make, fair. You still make a good film with the seat, with the, the shit that you have, you know? I just uh, want to say they really missed an opportunity to do a Gilbert Arenas Yosemite Sam joke. Um, that's that's so. what I was thinking about. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm still mad that they didn't have um, Pepe Le Pew. Um, mm. Because here's what I'll say in just recently rewatching Space Jam, Pepe Le Pew didn't do anything out of the ordinary or wild in the original Space Jam that nothing that I was like, oh, that's non-consensual. Um, but I understand, you know, given Pepe Le Pew's past and character as to why, but like you could then just like address it rather than just get rid of him. I, I'm still, still, still kind of pissed about that. I was, I was missing some Pepe Le Pew. If, if we can have Speedy Gonzalez in this movie, which we don't have to get into, but uh, there's room for Pepe Le Pew. Uh, you could, you could, you can retool that character to make him not problematic. I think. Yeah, they were acting you know? like they were acting like Pepe Le Pew was a real person that they're like, we can't change. Right, him. right. Um, <laughs> a couple, a couple more facts and figures and history uh, for for you all. Um, so, uh, this is a quote from some article I was reading today on, um, the morning brew shameless commercialism is in space jams DNA. The original movie from 1996 starring Michael Jordan was inspired by a Nike Super Bowl commercial from three years earlier. While the first, fir- I thought this was very interesting. While the first film made more than 200, uh, $230 million at the global uh, box office, which is huge for 96, it generated more than five times that. $1.2 billion in merchandise revenue. So this is a huge property for them. Getting those, getting those incentives. Yeah. yeah. Talking about those Quote, incentives. Unquote. Half of that billion was from MC's incentive. <laughs> 100%. I, uh, I had so much. And I had a Michael Jordan Space Jam doll that actually... Uh, got lost in a move oh. and my f- <laughs> my friend who was leaving our show went and bought it for me so i got oh. one back <laughs> so i have the oh, doll nice. that oh. i lost what a good a friend possession you of could mine. say that this whole movie very nice. plot relied on getting lost in a move <laughs> cross cross dribble step back glitch. right so that is the LeBron doesn't even have a good step back I know and also like okay. that's not what you teach a kid learning basketball like I said yeah I said, and he's listen, talking Dom about said, fundamentals he yeah. keeps talking all this shit about fundamentals cross, to his kid and the back, move you're talking right. about is a step back God, also, get the fuck out of here LeBron a, okay so this is this is so dumb but let's just I'll just do it because the movie made we had to watch this movie and the movie put this in there. So I have to talk about it now. So that move that they're talking about glitches the game in the first part of the movie and deletes Dom's character. And that's like a part of the like sadness that his son is dealing with. But it was, was, let's just point that out. What were you saying? The son was not even that sad when it got deleted. When his whole game, his whole entire game, he built this game, a game. It got deleted. He was like, oh man, my game's gone. <laughs> it's so weird. This movie's so weird. And anyway, so when they're playing Algae Rhythm at the end, beefy Cheetle. Cheetle is beefy at this point. Yeah. He's a big, beefy Cheetle. Um, and he's playing with Anthony Davis, who's now a BBC. <laughs> a, a fucking Bird. Birdman. And then what Clay is- Thompson is like a water 
fire Clay, Clay Thompson is made of water but shoots fire out of his fingers and then Damian Lillard is a um time robot that at Dame least time. that, that I, I would defend that you know Dame time like is a it, thing it ties into him but I don't understand the power when they showed the and his power. name is he controls time. <laughs> I liked it. I actually, he, he you like Okay, okay, okay. Maybe I'm being too negative. It doesn't. His power does not. It wasn't adding up for his his actual power in real life. I was like, so he just slows down time and then right. scores people, which sounds like cheating. And that's but then, not- but then Granny in the second half plays against yeah. Dame, and she can also slow down time. I didn't understand that. I mean, I I feel like that? if we're I feel like if we get into the weeds with who has what, like, come on, we can't do that. I give him this for will... Dame slash Kronos. At <laughs> least his characters and power are somehow related in a way we can identify to Damian Lillard. Whereas with AD and Clay Thompson, again, the bird person and the yeah. the water man who shoots fire. It's a little bit more inexplicable. What about Diana Taurasi as the snake lady? The snake lady. The white the s- mamba. They call her white mamba. Yes, they do. Oh, I missed that. I, I missed w- that. It, uh, a, one other fact I wanted to be sure to cover with you. I mean, the goon squad blows a 1,002 point lead in the second half of this game. Um, so it's a big, it's a big collapse. And by the way, um, so that's a, again, that's a nitpick. The- uh-huh. But they scored like at the end of bad guys. Uh-huh. But they only went up by one point. And I'm like, exactly. every other bucket you made was worth like 4,000 points. But why uh-huh. was it the last yeah. one, which, by the way, had the most style out of any of the points you did for style points incentives, quote unquote. They only <laughs> got two points for it. And LeBron's like, come on, y'all. We only down one right now. It's like everything you've done has been worth 50 points. Why are you worried? Why do you think you just need a two pointer? Like just you could do anything, but also why was the bad guy who made the game's last bucket only worth two points? But everything up until that point was worth. The rules of the movie don't make any travels. There was some three second violations. (laughs) And where was the ref on this? Because Clippy is there. Clippy's floating around (laughs) trying to ref ref. the game. That's that's all I was thinking about was Clippy the whole time. (laughs) He did it. He did a good job. It was a Clippy was Clippy was trying. Clippy yeah. was trying, and Clippy was getting bullied by his employer. There was an unhealthy power dynamic in that relationship. It was a toxic work environment, and I felt bad for Clippy. Um, I did find uh, online that there is there was a sports book that was accepting bets for over under on how many points LeBron would score in Space Jam. <laughs> Wait, do we know the answer to that? I, I don't know the answer, but the over-under was 44 and a half points. Oh, I was like over. <laughs> He's got it. Hopefully. They scored over a thousand. So if he didn't, if he only scored 40, well, he and this is this is okay. And somebody else got three and a half over under for Lola Bunny. Um, so, <laughs> I think she cleared it. Although there was a glitch uh, with her scoring, um, they 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 like rolled that back because Algae Rhythm was cheating. Anyway, um, 
I'm going to give, I think we should discuss Hooper of the week. This is our regular scheduled feature where we uh, give a shout out to a Hooper that does a lot for me. It's Wiley Coyote. I mean, they, they don't win this game without Wiley Coyote. I I know, I know it's, it's, it's tough that he got sucked into the machine and then got replicated uh, so many times. What happened to all of them? I don't know. And I want to see that movie next. That's the movie I want to see next. Multiplicity type. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Anybody else for Hooper of the Week? Anybody? Mm. I got one. I got one. Uh, My Hooper of the Week is Porky Pig. And here's why. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Here's why. Have we talked Um, about that scene yet? Well, uh, that's a good point. Oh, shit. I got to back out of that. Mm. I was going to say Porky Pig because he played Crunch Time. And one of the things Mm. I thought was really interesting about the movie was who started the game because <laughs> I was, you know, I'm approaching it like a real basketball game. Of so when they rolled out the starters, it was, it was uh, LeBron bugs, Lola, which are kind of like your big three. <laughs> and then, and then they had Sylvester and Tweety. And in my head, I was like, where the fuck is Daffy ball. duck? I was like, where is Daffy duck? Yeah. I, you have to the start coach, Daffy though. duck. And, and then I saw he was the coach and I was like, okay, He's the coach. I get it. That's cool. But then at the end of the game, once they got Dom on the team, who's going to fill that fifth spot? Porky Pig. So uh, remembering what happened earlier in the movie, I got to admit, my memory of this movie is a bit hazy because it was a two hour acid trip. Like, I feel like I needed to decompress in a fucking cryo chamber after that movie because it was so... (laughs) nonsensical to look at but um but at least as far as the game itself porky was the one i was going to go with because he put in some big minutes at the end fair enough um any other nominations for hooper yeah chloe go ahead i got two nominations but i also have a comment um i don't know if this happened for y'all but one of my favorite lines that daffy duck said is I'm not a betting man, but I'm betting on the other team. And for some of it, <laughs> for some of his coaching decisions, like we were talking about, MC, you put in the chat, why do we not have Taz starting? I feel like he's a little bit of buck. The uh, well, bud, sorry, not buck. Oh, not Coach Bud. bud. Daffy yes. Duck is bud. Coach Bud. Yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, right. That's not really good. Making a lot of questionable decisions, but somehow won in the end. We'll see to find out, but somehow won in the end. That's what I was thinking. Um, Hooper of the week, I gotta say, strictly for comedic purposes, Granny. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give a. I'm gonna give it to Granny. Um, <laughs> uh, the way that she stopped uh, Dame Time, I really appreciated that, and I thought her moves were lit. And she came out of the locker room after art. Like she came out of the locker room and did that after drinking a martini. And I yes. don't, I don't think she gets wrecked. Granny was uh, living her life. Granny was, you know, she, I forgot the martini that I was going to drink. She's like, I'm just going to have it. <laughs> I'm going to give a, a bonus award to Tweety Bird uh, solely for saving us from Notorious PIG. Okay. We've referenced it multiple times. Does anyone want to describe that scene? I honestly blacked. No, I'm I'm good. Okay, so for whatever reason, there's a I saw a rapping pig, and and I was out introducing the notorious PIG, and then Porky Pig raps. The it does suck. 
So there's that. And on top of that, they have like everybody's in like hip hop culture stuff. It's bugs and Lola are like dancing. It's very broad. Is that is that fair to say? It felt very broad and just uh, bad. Uncomfortable. It felt very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they I'm not saying that I would have them to to play an r kelly song like that's not what (laughs) if it's an either or you know but (laughs) if we're going based off of vocals alone then i would have preferred an r kelly song because that was utter trash and watching lebron do whatever the fuck he was doing behind the the dancing and going oh yeah i just i wanted to light the movie theater on fire mc get in the best rap the best rapper in that movie was chronos (laughs) and when chronos chronos came out we had Kramos. We had Kronos rapping. Yeah, Kramos. We had because of yeah. We had Dame. Dame had Dame has the best track on the soundtrack, and um, it's the yeah. shortest. <laughs> yeah, he's the best yeah. rapper. So Wait, I remember that weird. There's this really weird moment, like when he they're showing a flashback to when Dom, the LeBron son, like recruits the players to be in his video game, and like Dame puts his hands on Dom. Like both hands on his shoulders, like I'm looking for that real special, like I don't oh no know what line he said. But it was like, listen, you gonna get me in there? I'm looking for that real special, no like thing. And I was like, wait, what just happened? No. Like it just, I don't know. Oh shit, mic, literal mic drop. <laughs> I, yeah, I just was like, what just? Ha- I I need to. I kind of want to rewatch that part because like. That scene is weird. It's the yeah. only scene in the movie where we see basketball players. And I will say uh, just quickly, cause we got to wrap up and, and I know Matt has something he wants to say. Um, one thing that I didn't like about this movie that I think space jam one really succeeds at and really helps it fly is the other basketball players in it are like really funny. They're given like comedic bits and stuff and they have roles. Like there's that scene with, um, who, who's Basketball in the therapist? Jones. It's a uh, it's uh, like uh, Patrick Ewing, right? Is Ewing, in, the, Ewing in the therapist and office. Barkley like that's on a the funny, playground. Yeah, they're, they're like funny that's scenes funny. for the basketball players in in the first one. And there's not there. There's literally one scene where they're human beings, and it's not funny. It's just sort of setting up that they like hung out with Dom, and he's a right. He like analyzed, them and they don't have scene. funny moments as their no. animated selves either. No. Um. Yes, Matt. I think that's a crucial part of like one of the things that makes the first movie so good is we do get a such a fun visual bit of Larry Johnson trying to squeeze water into his mouth and like <laughs> you've got Muggsy Bogues forgetting how to dribble like you the sequence of like them yeah. losing their talents um, you yeah. also again you also had you you have uh, multiple funny people in there uh, the scene where the, the aliens take Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing's, Ewing's talent they're literally sitting next to Dan Castellaneta and Patricia Heaton who are both comedic actors like there's just so much more of this happening it's just like you're setting it up with way more funny people um and you got you have one of the most iconic uh iconic charles barkley moments of you know 
you're not Charles Barkley, you're just a dude who looks like him, be gone, want to be, be gone. And then him saying, praying, trying to get his talent back. I'll never get another technical. I'll never date Madonna again. <laughs> <laughs> See, they're good jokes in them. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm just going to, I, Matthew, please uh, go on a rant. I know that you have something that you want to say, and then we're going to move into crunch time. Um, Frank, I, a question for you first and all those like figures and stats and everything. Do you have the runtime of this movie? Oh anywhere? man, it's, I can look up the actual runtime, but it's, it's like two hours. Uh, I'll, I'll get okay. the actual number. I, I actually have it close. Uh, I, so I've got an hour. This is on IMDb space jam, a new legacy, one hour and 55 minutes. It's too long. Uh, and just for the sake of posterity, the IMDb rating is 4.3 out of 10. So <clears throat> one hour, 55 minutes. Space Jam from 1996, one hour and 28 minutes. And again, for posterity, 6.5 out of 10, just in case anyone thinks we're biased or nostalgic or whatever else. Um, but the runtime is what I want to focus on. This new movie is almost 30 minutes longer than the original Space Jam. And we've given this movie a lot of shit and it deserves shit for this too. It's way too fucking long. It's a, a three out of the five of us couldn't even watch it in one sitting. It's a slog, but it's a bigger problem than that. Movies are so fucking long these days. And I, I think I know why we've tied we, we, how this movie is one big fucking ad ad brothers and harry potter and game of thrones and batman superman all these like properties that are conveniently on hbo max which is where i watched this movie and you know it, it used to be with long movies and movie theaters it was actually a detriment because you could show the movie fewer times in a day you'd make less money so when a three-hour movie comes out it's not that good of a thing nowadays making their money through streaming through Disney plus Netflix, HBO max. And it's about time. It's about how long are you on our platform streaming our shit? So when Marvel keeps making two and a half hour action movies, every movie I feel like that comes out now, even a kid's movie is two hours long. The lion King, these like Disney remakes, the original Lion King, 80 minutes. The remake with Beyonce is like two hours long and nothing additional happens. It's just fucking long for no reason. So like, I, I don't know. The the length of this movie really was not even in the top 10 of terrible things about it, but it did hurt it's the movie. And it's something that's been burning me for a while. And I just needed to get it off my chest a little bit because I'm so fucking sick of it, it it's just tough it's tough in movies these days like we're all artists like looking for good storytelling in movies it is hard to find you can find it on tv you can find it in theater and comedy but in movies it, it's there but you got to dig deep for it go ahead clo i agree with this movie being way too long and I agree that a lot of movies that are being made are way too long, but I don't think it has to do with the length. It has to do with the script because the original Space Jam, 
I also believe that comedic movies, if that's what you're going for, cannot be long at all, or it just, it loses steam. Like comedic movies cannot be long. They oh, have to be 90 minutes or less in order for it to be a good, solid uh, comedic movie, maybe two hours. It depends. But I was thinking of, of uh, Zack Snyder's four hour cut of Justice League. And I thought that was better than the first one. And that was four hours long. And like, I think it, I think it has to do with storytelling, but also kids movies should not be more than 90 minutes. Like they truly should not be more than 90 minutes. So like, I agree that a lot of things are being made uh, a lot, like super long, but like Marvel movies, I did. I wouldn't even know that three hours passed by because I was like, "Oh, this was a good, this was a fucking movie." Totally do I want to break halfway through? Yeah, I do, but it's still a good movie. It's only because I got a pee. It's not. That's a bad movie. Hmm. Totally agree. Um, well, let's move into crunch time right now because we don't want to go too long uh, either. Um, so for crunch time today, we're going to shake things up a little bit. Uh, you can, of course, as always, do a plug. You can plug or recommend anything else. But I do want to ask you to do two things specifically. Would you recommend this movie and give it a score? Um, so anybody feel like starting? I would not recommend this movie and I would and it's just because I got my 10 like I know I'm not my 10 year he's not 10 year old my, my nephew's 13 is not going to watch this movie and he loves video games and he's mm. loves, you know whatever Rick and Morty who had a cameo in this as well oh, that made me sad which was a, that made me like sad. where are we going with this yeah. like when that yeah yeah, but um, it's a it's a solid out of out of um, out of uh, ten coyotes because he got multiplied so many times. It's a solid three and a half. No, it could be four. It could be four. And four. I did. I'm not gonna lie. Like I got a little emotional during it. Like I don't know what happened, but when LeBron, yeah, you cried during he this movie. Stopped dribbling, and just everyone got really quiet. Like, what's he gonna do? That I didn't even care what he did afterwards. It got me. That was powerful. Yeah. That was powerful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Everything was about the game up until that point for him. He he learned. And he talked to his son. He just had a conversation with his son yeah. in that moment. Um uh I, I I'll go next. <laughs> I I'm gonna curveball it. I would rec I would not recommend watching the first two acts of this movie. It's it's legitimately terrible. You can fast forward through it. You don't That's need to point. see it's 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 awful. Like it's it's really, really bad. I cannot say that enough. <laughs> The actual basketball game, though, I think was like stupid fun. Like it was like I I had fun. I'm I'm just speaking my truth. Fun, I'm speaking you're, my listen, truth. Your HBO Max subscription, your choice. <laughs> That's right. I it's just so wild seeing like Pennywise on the sideline. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's just so, so crazy. It's so weird. I I it was it was something that made me laugh. I. I would I would get really drunk or you know have some have some weed gummies and and uh, just buckle yourself in. I will give this um, I will give it a a a P out of P I G um, because it's because it reminded me of P P. Uh, Chloe, why don't you go next? Um, okay, um, I would not recommend this film for children. 
I would not recommend this film to my mother. I would recommend it to people who have seen the first Space Jam and would love to roast LeBron and have more Mm. things to like not like LeBron and that's what I recommend that for but I also recommend you to be highly intoxicated or like really high mm-hmm. if you're going to watch this movie um that's the only way you'll get by and I will give it a Charles Barkley championship ring which is a zero um, <laughs> out of 10 that's what I'm gonna give this film excellent very very good Matthew Spiracino um, I would not recommend this movie and I don't have a creative scoring metric. I give it an F. <laughs> well, much um, like this movie, Fall there's Horde not a lot of creativity, <laughs> not a lot of creativity. A, a, a couple of, of last things. I, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking like, you guys are just uh, whatever. Like you're not the audience. You're old, you're millennials, you nineties nostalgia, whatever. That's fair. That's fair. But you're wrong. Unless you're a child, if you're a child, 10 year old kid, and you love, if you're a child and you're listening, God help you. But if you enjoyed this, turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. If you enjoyed this movie, good for you. But I, I don't know. We mentioned the 13 year old, my brother. I talked to him today. He's another big MJ fan. He watched this movie, did not like it. He watched it with his nephew, who's eight years old, who he said couldn't have cared less. Like this movie is bad. It is what, bad. What I may I piggyback off of you for just Please. one second? We, our generation is the only audience for both films. Yeah. We our generation was the audience for the first film and our generation is the audience for the second film because it is not at all. This is not a movie for children to enjoy. I mean, it is way too long to be a kid's movie. And there's it's in no way is like intriguing or exciting to them. There's no possible fucking part. He references. The, They'd the, be into it. The the they make like a ton of like Matrix references, for instance, like that's yeah, that which weird. is coming back out. Yes, like there's uh, about to be Matrix Four, which is on HBO something, Max. On HBO Max, like that's something it. I wanna I wanna just quickly say, just having like been a person who like just has absorbed movies so much in my life. <laughs> um, Space Jam like every other kid's movie should be and and is has a, a, a jokes for adults there are, are jokes that adults will enjoy in kids films because they have to go with their fucking kids to see the movies but the kids are ultimately still the audience for it right um when it comes to this movie the adults are the audience there's nothing for kids except like yes i hear you maybe the game at the end but what why would you that wouldn't just show somebody just that you know what i mean and most kids movies are around as matt was saying that hour and a half mark um because the attention span of children wouldn't go longer than that in fact most disney movies are like an hour and 20 minutes 
Um, because like well, they used to be minutes most. They used well, to that's be, true. But Disney certainly movies now are two hours long. <clears throat> uh, not the animated ones. I don't feel like are are as bad. You're right. The animated you're right. But like ones. The, live, I will say. the quote unquote live action sure. animated movies. Sure, well, and that's a John Favreau thing more than that's a you know that's a that's a directorial you thing. Come for John. <laughs> well, John's the one who directed all of them, so he's the only one. He to doesn't come make for. He doesn't make up how time works. All right. Kronos does. Time is just going to exist. Kronos does. <laughs> All praise Kronos. Um, MC, would you recommend this movie? And what is your score for this movie? I would recommend this movie to someone who um, I honestly would. I would recommend this to LeBron James fans so they can learn a lesson about their king <laughs> and that he is he's not a king. He's a jester, bitch. Um, number oh, no, one. Jesters, jesters are funny, though. No, no, he's not. A, he's not the jester that's funny. He's the jester that um, I make fun of. He's the sad he, clown. He's the sad yeah. clown. Um, with such a serious take for him. It's so weird. And he he does get better once they decide to be loony. I will say he has a little bit more fun, which oh, is a better fit for him. That was that uh, like it was so funny that like as soon as he gets to Warner Brothers and he's like, OK, I got to play a basketball game. All right. And the first thing he does is like, I'm going to build a super team. Oh, my God. Like like that's totally like his thing. Instead of just being like, hey, it's I'm good enough. Like, who? OK, bugs you down. Like, let's roll. We can beat anyone. He was like, I'm going to get Superman, King Kong. Like, literally, like I'm going to get AD. I'm going to get mellow. I'm going to like, OK, got it. So you're doing in the movie what you do in real life. You build super <laughs> teams, even in a fucking yeah. cartoon movie. You're building a super mm-hmm. team. He couldn't well, because he he's not reliable enough on his own. Yeah, he couldn't even make the last shot without two to Chloe's point, two power, two power ups. ups, two power ups. Um, MC, I, we we cut you off from your recommendation and score. Um. Okay. Yeah, I give this. Um, I give this score. Um, actually, I give this score ten out of ten. Draymond Green punching LeBron James in the balls. <laughs> It's tough. So 10, 10 Draymond's. 10 Draymond's punching. 10 Draymond's punching out of 10, punching LeBron in the balls. Um, either that or um, the negative of whatever they stole from Lola Bunny's score. <laughs> yeah. that, did, that did feel weird that the only female player on the uh, no, team squad. No, it didn't, Frank. Uh, no, oh, it, it didn't. didn't. Oh, okay. No, no right. it didn't. Yeah. Okay. It sounded Zendaya. about right to me. I saw one review that was like, Zendaya saved this movie. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't she's, know. I mean, she I'm was, good. I mean, with her voice, she stood out honestly, and she's a good actor. I, I, I'm not trying to, to lessen her, but just the fact that she was an actor at all stood out. Yes. There were I like agree. no yeah. real actors in the in movie. The, you're right. You could right, hear right. it in, oh, in from yeah. discovery though. Felt bad for her. Uh, the wife, I can't think of her. her yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, and she was trying. She was doing a nice job. You know, you know, what would have been a more interesting film at that point is I wanted to see the POV of all the people who got sucked into that world. Yes, and we're about to find out that their lives rested Depending in the fate the of Ron fucking James. <laughs> I would have my pants. I would have been like, well, which we're the fucked. Are we getting? You know, are we getting the Cleveland? Are we getting the Miami Heat? Which one are we getting? So, so Chloe, we're actually you're going to find out in 2022. That's going to be a limited series on HBO Max. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. 
Um, well, this has been our limited series, um, and our time is limited for this evening. So thank you all so much for joining us. This was, I mean, I, we could keep going. I, I have so many more notes, but you know, no, it's good. Be, you know, Frank, we, we, might do we wanted, we sure. wanted to keep it under an hour and we did. So I think, we and we're going to be better than them. We're going to be better than that's, that movie. That's exactly Yeah, right. We're not going to go too long. We're, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up nice and tidy. That's, that's exactly right. So, um, Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Mary Catherine. Thank you, LeBron. Thank you, and, and thank you, Chrono. No, no. Thank you, but fuck you, LeBron. <laughs> no, we're not thanking you. Oh, real Truly. real quick, though. Real quick. Tomorrow is game six. Suns right. Bucks. The Bucks went up 3-2. So the Suns are backs against the wall. Who does everyone have? We all picked the Suns at the beginning of the series. We all picked the Suns last week. Who's sticking with the Suns to pull out two in a row? And who's jumping ship? I'm going with Chronos. Part of me feels like if I say... Part of me feels like if I say... Because whoever I like never wins. That's so, fair. Th- so I'm choosing the Bucks. Oh, okay. Rudy but Gobert, I also feel Hooper like the they week. also might win. Ooh, I don't work. know. I think I'm going Suns just because why not, man? Let's get the game seven going. I still want Have them. fun. It's like, do I pick who I want in my heart or do I pick who realistically will win? Pick who you want in your heart. I'm going to stick with the Suns. That's how we got Space Jam. I have commitment issues. I'm going to stick with the Suns because I'm trying to be more positive in life. All right. (laughs) That silence was appropriate for what was just said. Maverick? Oh, Matt, did we? Hello? No, I'm here. Oh. Um, sorry. I did you fall asleep? It's quite no, late. I was I was resigning myself to my pick, which is I think I am gonna pick the Bucks. Wow. Wow. I really hate to say it. <sighs> I hope I'm wrong. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sticking with the Suns. I picked the wow. Suns. I want them to do it. I think wow. they can. I'll go with the Suns. Frank, you go ahead before I flip flop. It's Kronos for me. It's it's I think Kronos is gonna win the game. <laughs> I think he's gonna come in at halftime. I'm gonna get a Kronos and, doll. <laughs> um no, I'm gonna stick with the Suns too. I'm gonna stick with the Suns because why not? Why not? They can do it. They, they put Matt they still stick the entire time. What's that? You stick with the Clippers the entire time. Oh no, I I think I had the Suns over the Clippers once it got to that round. I just didn't know if you jumped shipped with the Clippers because if you didn't, okay, okay, cool. I'm just superstitious. Yeah. And the Bucks, I mean, I jumped ship from the Bucks like a month ago. I jumped ship from them in the net series. And now you're but sailing they, back over to their boat. They've I I I said this to y'all earlier. They in game five, the last game they won, it's the best I've ever seen the Bucks look. They look really good right now. And um the Suns can pull it out, but for them to pull it out, something needs to change quick. Well, you all look really good right now, and and we're going to pull out this episode. So um, we're going to leave things there. Wow. <laughs> on that on that comfortable <laughs> note. 
thank you all so much for joining us. Um, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. And I think we've started a new legacy of our own. Um, maybe a year from now we can rewatch this movie and, and continue the discussion. No, I'm, I'm good. I will never watch this again. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.